Um, and at that time too, like bodybuilders and CrossFitters were very like against each other. So I was like, I'll never do CrossFit. It's so stupid, <laughs> dumb. And then look at me now. <laughs> I'm like, dang it. <laughs> but yeah, eventually I tried it. Like my, my ex was doing it and I was like, well, I guess I'll try it. And I stepped foot into the gym and I was like, oh, I actually kind of like this a lot. It's challenging. There's like just so many skills in CrossFit that you have to be able to do that. I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. So I actually took a huge liking to it. And it may have helped too that you were probably pretty good at it with your background, right? Yeah, I I think like, honestly, all those, all those sports that I did leading up to CrossFit were kind of just like tiny puzzle pieces. Yeah. So I got kind of lucky with how I kind of went about that. The only thing that I didn't do was any type of barbell lifting. So like even in bodybuilding, I was just too scared to put a barbell on my back um, just because of my back issues and stuff. So I only did like dumbbells and like machine stuff. Hi, my name is Scott Switzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Hi. Hi. You, you do not look like a Randy Flores. <laughs> Sorry about that earlier. I that was totally my fault. I messed up. <laughs> it's understandable when you're working with so many time zones. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking y'all were in California. I, I don't know. My brain was just the opposite direction. I was like, okay, 12 their time to my time. I even wrote it on my calendar. It was like 2 p.m. Nope. I'm glad I'm glad we're not in California, actually, <laughs> right now. So no. that's where my boyfriend's actually from or is living right now. So he's actually been down here for like five or six months now. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't blame him. I'd stay too. It was right it was crazy. Like he came for vacation for like two weeks and it was like the second week he was here, the quarantine hit, and he's like, Well, I mean I guess I can stay <laughs> he works for a university. So it was pretty funny. And I was like, yeah, come on. So he's been here ever since. <laughs> Very cool. How convenient. Yeah, I know. That was funny. <laughs> Good test on the relationship. Yeah, I was going to say, nothing yeah, like <laughs> going through a quarantine to test your relationship. <laughs> All right. It's, it's worked out so far. <laughs> That's good. Awesome. That's been good. Excellent. So just to let you know, um, my co-hosts are Amy and hey. Kat. Hi. And uh, Amy may have to run around 3.30 our time. Okay. 
Uh, not actually just, run. I'm actually just going to ch- check out and then <laughs> <laughs> just spin off. Yeah. Yeah. She, she actually runs uh, a preschool and they're oh, trying okay. to get ready for the fall. Well, God bless you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's tough. I wonder if it's actually, do you know if it's actually going to happen? Well, if I look at today, then I, I have, I'm planning for September, but there's a lot of time that a lot of things that can happen between yes. them. So yep. Yep. I have to make some sort of plan. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's how like everyone with CrossFit is like with like the games. Yeah. Like to be honest, I don't know if it's actually going to happen because of like everything shutting down still in California, but you know, like you have to plan for something, you know, but at the same time, it's like the likelihood of it actually happening at this moment right now. It's pretty yeah. <laughs> well, it's got to be tough on you as an athlete because you're coming yeah. off an injury too, right? So oh, yeah. how much do yeah. you push yeah. and how much do you? Yeah. At this, I mean, at this point for me, it's even though it's pushed back, like I got lucky that it got pushed back to September because of all my injuries, but I'm still, I'm still trying to get to like a hundred percent to train at a hundred percent, if that makes sense. I'm like training to train right now. So it's going to come down to the wire for me if we end up having it even in September. So I'm going to have to like make a choice a couple weeks before I assume to see how my body feels, but cause it's, it's like a day-to-day basis for me right now, unfortunately with all my injuries. So, and it's been like that for the last six months. It's pretty frustrating. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know what's going on with my body. Just decided this year that it wasn't going to work. So it's it's just going with the flow of 2020. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I mean, if I'm going to have a bad year of injuries, like this is the year, right? Right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, out. <laughs> but it's frustrating because like usually every up until this week, anytime I go into the gym and I have a plan, I usually have to scratch it and do something else because my body is like, nope, you're mm. in pain so you're going to have to change everything up. So it's been pretty frustrating with that. And, and you were actually were injured going into last year's games. Oh yeah. And you were nursing <laughs> like your, ba- your, your back through that. So, and still finish top 10. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. I, uh, I feel like somehow I got kind of lucky with, with the workouts or what, but yeah, it was pretty insane. Cause I was, I was really worried last year. I was out I wasn't as out as I have been this year but at the beginning of last year with my back it was about eight weeks where I couldn't really do anything so it was pretty scary and then I felt like I could do stuff and then like three weeks before the games when it went out on me again so I had like a barbell I was like all right well we're going (laughs) we'll just go get the free clothes if anything (laughs) Yeah, get your swag. Yeah, I was like, I want to get my goodie bag at least. But yeah, I was, I touched a barbell like a day before the games, like at a CrossFit gym. And I was like, oh, okay, this is what's happening. All right. <laughs> so, I don't know I how, like, I think I, I just adrenaline kicked in. But it's kind of a different story this year because I haven't been able to, to run since December, January timeframe. And that's usually where I do the best in is like the longer duration workouts or like body weight workouts. So that's where it kind of worries me is like, all right, I finally started running this past week and it feels okay. But I mean, if you don't run for even like a month, you know, your body's like, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely packed on that quarantine, uh, whatever, 19 pounds. <laughs> yeah. You're not alone, sister. <laughs> if, you if you can't like run or do anything, like, ugh, that's terrible. Yeah. I don't, I don't have an excuse, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> well, it's hard if you're not in a gym though, either. Like, yeah, it's hard doing stuff at home. Like it was fun for a week at the right. apartment, but then after yeah. that, I was like, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, lack of equipment and whatever, yeah. but yeah, total bummer. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some more fun things than your injury <laughs> past. Yeah. Um, so, so how's Bella? She's doing good. Oh, yes. Right. Oh. oh, and just that same little expression on her face. <laughs> Love like, it. I don't care. She <laughs> <know>. <laughs> yeah, she, no, she's good. She's, uh, I mean, if anything, she was meant for the quarantine life. So she was, she was prepared. <laughs> she was like, finally, you get to stay at home with me all day? This is great. How, so how, how did you get her? Oh. Is she, is she, how old is she? Uh, she's almost five. So I've had her since she was a puppy. It, it was okay. one of my girlfriends that she breeds old English bulldogs. So I got her mm -hmm. from her out in like Texas area. So awesome. Yeah. So you've had her since the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. She's Love picked it. up weird, irrational fears, which I have no idea where she got them from, but <laughs> apparently that's a bulldog thing. They have just like mm -hmm. weird fears. Like you can drop a barbell next to her face and she's completely fine but like foil freaks her out. I'm like, what? <laughs> or balloons, <laughs> balloons are her like number one fear. So Aww. bring a balloon. She's like, I'm out of here. I'm done. <laughs> like, How? Why? Like, why is this such a thing? <laughs> She's That's so really weird. funny. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. When we were on before, um, Amy's dog Murph hates thunderstorms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and a, a thunderstorm just kicked up as we were going on air. And we're like, oh. uh Oh, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna be on mute during this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got lucky with her. She doesn't care about like fireworks or like thunderstorms. So I'm like, that's good. But yeah, so no need for like a thunder jacket. Does your dog have a thunder jacket? No, but I actually have like um, a gentle leader that I'll put on him, and then I put it on my like running leash, and I'll, I'll just like sit here, and he's attached to me, and that makes him feel secure. So we go with that. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Unless it's in the middle of the night, then you're like, right. That's a little awkward. <laughs> yeah. So did you, did you grow up in Texas or is, were you an implant? So I was actually born in Orlando, Florida, but six weeks after I was born, we moved to Texas. So I'm like, technically I'm just from Austin. That's what I tell people. Cause I'm like, it's only six weeks of my life. I don't, I don't know what happened during that time. So I don't remember anything. <laughs> So I just say I'm born and raised in Austin. Been here for almost 27 years. It'll be 27 next month. So, wow. Yeah. When when I lived in Florida, we said nobody was actually born in Orlando South in Florida. Everybody was mm. an implant. Uh, yeah. But you're the exception. I guess yeah. so. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I mean, my my dad had moved out there before, like, because there's four of us kids, so he had moved out there for like a job. But all of his family was still here, so like once all four of us were born. My mom was like, okay, I need help. Yeah, I need to go back to Texas now. <laughs> so that's what happened with that. And what, yeah, was, it growing, what was it like growing up with uh, three brothers and sisters? Uh, it was awesome. I enjoyed it. I was the baby. So, you know, I got away with everything. Mm -hmm. And I was like really close with uh, 
and I like all my siblings were pretty close um but I had one brother that was 16 months older than me so we were basically like twins and hung out all the time I grew up like as a tomboy and played video games all the the time and like Pokemon cards and all that stuff (laughs) what was your favorite video game uh I liked Bomberman you remember that GameCube yeah okay okay oh GameCube Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 Yeah, we had PlayStation 2, but like that was kind of like the transitional period when the GameCube came out too. So we played Bomberman all the time. Yeah. Or like the car games too. Oh yeah. That yeah. Was for all of them. But yeah, I remember Bomberman. That was the best one. Yeah, my wife would only play Mario Kart on the GameCube. Ah uh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Mario Kart's fun. That was actually one of our quit. We do a weekly just kind of round table. Uh, shoot the shit kind of uh, show and our one of our questions last night was what were our favorite video games so it was there I had to ask yeah bomber man <laughs> so you did you did gymnastics growing up yeah mm-hmm. that's kind of like my main background so I did that from age five to 12 13 time frame and then I ended up hurting my back really bad so just got to the point where I went through like a series of doctors and they really couldn't figure out exactly what was wrong with me. So they're like, you got to quit basically. So, mm-hmm. but then they also said, they're like, you're ne- you'll never be able to run again. And I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> but I definitely, I had to take off like a full year of doing nothing at like 12 and it was, it was not fun. It was a terrible time. And then when, once you were cleared to do other things, you, you went to like half marathons and triathlons. Yeah. So I did the opposite. So I took my year <laughs> off and then doctors told me I shouldn't run again. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start running. So I started doing like long distance running and seemed to like be the only thing at that time that my back actually felt okay with. So I stuck with that. I tried to do like in high school, uh, later on, like sprinting and hurdles and stuff but my back just like couldn't take it so in high school I ended up doing like cross country and then the one and two mile which people look at me and they look at my body type and they're like you sure you didn't do like the 100 and the 200 I'm like nope only long distance for me (laughs) so yeah and then I did like during that time frame half marathons and 10ks and triathlons and obstacle course racing but yeah it all started with just like running I would run all the time like night runs and what is it what is it about running that you you enjoy um I think it's like I think like most people would say it's just like therapy you know it's like a time for you to like clear your mind and it's just something that it doesn't take a lot of skill all you have to do is just put one foot in front of the other and so a lot of equipment you just need shoes yeah yeah you just and you can do it whenever I mean sucks to do it in the heat but you can go outside and do it you can run in the rain if you want to in the morning at night so like there really isn't an excuse to like go out and and move so um yeah I don't know I just kind of picked it up and then just kind of fell in love with it I think I'm really hard-headed though with working out so once I find something that I enjoy I just like kind of take it to the grave to the grave like I just go all the way <laughs> all the way with it and so that's kind of what happened with that <laughs> actually that's so, kind of what happened with like all the uh kind of like sports I did before CrossFit is I would kind of just like go to the extreme and like get burnt out with the stuff so I did that a lot so when you did gymnastics were you super competitive 
mm-hmm. and you and you push to the the grave on that as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. As much as I could, like we were highly competitive at even seven years old. So we were um, in charter school. So we would be at the gym basically from seven o'clock in the morning till seven o'clock at night every day. So we're doing like thirty six hours in the gym, and uh, we were already competing at seven and doing high level skills. So yeah. It was fun though. I enjoyed it. I don't regret, even though I hurt my back doing it, like I don't regret ever doing it. And then were the other things trying to fulfill or like fill that void? Yeah, for sure. I was just trying to find something that, so I knew I loved competing. It was always like one of my favorite things to do. So um, I just wanted to find something that one kind of related back to gymnastics, but also to something that like I could compete in. So that's when I got into like all the racing and stuff and it was fun. Like I enjoyed it, but it never was like, yes, this is it. And it's funny cause I did bodybuilding from like 18 to like 20, 21. And I enjoyed that a lot at the time. Cause it was just like, mentally it's really hard when you're eating 1200 calories a day and then doing like two days on top of that. So like it was really tough. And so I had like things like that. But eventually, like, I got kind of burnt out with that, and I ended up giving myself, like, a bunch of, like, stomach issues because, like, you're only eating five different foods for, like, 20-odd weeks at a time. So it kind of, like, destroyed my insides with that kind of stuff. Um, and at that time, too, like, bodybuilders and CrossFitters were very, like, against each other. So I was like, I'll never do CrossFit. It's so stupid. <laughs> Dumb. And then look at me now. <laughs> I'm like, dang it. <laughs> But yeah, eventually I tried it. Like my, my ex was doing it and I was like, well, I guess I'll try it. And I stepped foot into the gym and I was like, oh, I actually kind of like this a lot. It's challenging. There's like, just so many skills in CrossFit that you have to be able to do that. I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. So I actually took a huge liking to it. And it may have helped too that you were probably pretty good at it with your background, right? Yeah, I think like, honestly, all those, all those sports that I did leading up to CrossFit were kind of just like tiny puzzle pieces. Yeah. So I got kind of lucky with how I kind of went about that. The only thing that I didn't do was any type of barbell lifting. So like even in bodybuilding, I was just too scared to put a barbell on my back um, just because of my back issues and stuff. So I only did like dumbbells and like machine stuff. Um, so that was like a huge wake up call. Like I didn't know what a snatch was or a clean and jerk or like even just back squatting. I was like, Oh my God, this is terrible. So it's been a huge learning curve for me. And it's, it's still like one of my weaknesses when I go to a competition and I see like a heavy lift or a one rep max. I'm like, Oh geez. Dear Jesus. All right. Don't get last place. <laughs> That's what I tell myself. I'm like, all right, just, just, uh, finish in the middle. This is like uh, damage control. So, <laughs> and then I just, I'll go for it. So was your back injury like a one, like, was it one event that caused it or was it just like stress over time? I think it kind of a mixture of both. So like CrossFit mentality is like, you just keep going. You go no matter what, even if you don't feel good or you're hurting, like you just push through it. So I like landed weird in a tumbling pass. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, that kind of felt weird. But then my mentality, especially at 12 is I got to piece the coaches. So just push through it. And it just got to the point where I just like couldn't walk correct. And I was like kind of bent over and like hunched to the side. 
and then just started going to a series of doctors from there. But yeah, and I, I think I just like overdid it. Probably I should have stopped earlier on, but like it's hard, you know, when you're a gymnast and like that's all you've ever done your entire life or anything highly competitive and you just want to push through things and I've still had to learn those lessons up until this point as we can tell like I'm still injured so <laughs> I think this year is finally a year where I'm like okay my body's not getting any younger so I've been pushing it since I was like five or six I'm now almost 27 so if I want to keep competing at a high level, I'm going to have to slow down a little bit. Less is more at this point, but so it's a hard I, lesson. So in, I see in your road to the games that you did, I think it was in 2018? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you talk about how you'd never have to make a plan because you always push it to the limit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, so, look at me now. <laughs> so are you, are you saying now you may need to make a plan? There might be having to be, I mean, I've had to make a plan this whole year and especially in the last couple of months, you know, um, so. Did, you know, just to it, save it, yourself from yourself. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard though, because like, especially when like it's, it's your job or it's just something that you really, really love. Like I truly love enjoy competing so like even if there wasn't money involved I'd still be doing the same thing training as hard as I do in the gym because I did that before um so it's it's hard when you want to be really great at something you're going to push through those little like those kinks or even the mentality of oh I should slow down you know or, or oh I should stop because if you do that every single time where are you going to get to right so it's just finding that, that line and writing it, you know, of when to kind of pull it back a little bit or push. So I'm having to really learn that this year. But I feel like at the same time, you kind of have to go through that period where you do push yourself and you kind of push through those barriers and you have to tell yourself, sorry, suck it up. Because um, I think that what, that's what makes you a great athlete and like not everyone's a professional athlete, right? So you have to, you have to get into those, those spots where freaking sucks and you don't want to do it. But it's figuring out what's actually going to help you and what's going to hinder you. And I've gotten to the point where I'm hindering myself more than helping myself. So that, that's going to be so hard because yeah. the thing that's making you great is also the thing that's hurting you. So it's been a frustrating year because of that. So do you have a coach or are you your own coach? Um, so I did have a coach leading up to like last, actually, I guess during the quarantine is kind of when I stopped because of how injured I was. And I was just getting, I was getting frustrated with myself because I would have to go to him with every single workout. And I was like, Hey, I can't do this. Hey, I can't do this. Hey, I can't do this. So I just got to the point where I was like, I need, I need to, feel like I have control over something in the situation when, when my body is not acting the way that it should and I don't have control over that. So right now I'm coaching myself, but I don't want to do that for the long run. It, it's not fun because <laughs> then you get biased and then you're like, am I doing enough? Am I doing too much? Because sometimes I'll like over program for myself. Like I definitely did that 
during the quarantine. And I was like, oh, this workout will take me 20 minutes. And then it's like 90 minutes. In, and I'm like, I'm still going, oh my God. <laughs> you know? Um, so, so that's been the plus is like, I've actually learned how to, I'm learning in the process of how to program, especially for like a competitive athlete. So that's yeah. a, a plus. But in the long run, I think it would benefit me probably to, to have another coach. But I'm just trying to get kind of like I said at the beginning, like I'm training right now to be able to train. Yeah. So I feel like personally, I need to just, I needed to take like a step back and kind of just get myself mentally in a better spot and like physically in a better spot too, before I go on with another coach, because the, it's just, uh, I would feel so bad because I have so many injuries right now that I would feel really bad putting that on another coach. Like, Oh, Hey, I can't do this. Can't do that. And like, I don't know. I think it would just be more of a hassle than anything. So, but it sucks because I'm so close to the possible games that I'm like, Ooh, this is like a risk that I'm basically taking right now. It's kind of like a gamble at this point, but like I wasn't able to squat or run up until like this past week. So I, I don't know how much it would have benefited me. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, uh, there, I don't think there's really like a right or a wrong way to kind of go about it at this point. So I just decided that I'm like a control freak over certain things. And I was like, I just feel like I need a little bit more control right now on what's going on, especially with like, you know, how the, the world's going and there's just, yeah, there's nothing you can control right now. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, if I can control one thing and that's my workouts and what I'm doing and you know, having to switch things on the fly all the time and mentally being okay with that, then I'm going to do it. Yeah. Your, uh, your social media account for the last couple years now has been flooded with a lot of really cool, like warm up, mobility, accessory work and all that. Is that stuff you're making up on your own or you're working with like PTs? How does that all come about? No, I have I'm it all saved, sure. by the way. Oh, it's all well, saved. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I saved it all. It's definitely a mixture. There's, there's some things, I think that's just always been a big thing for me. Um, when I got into personal training, when I was like 17, I ended up taking like a trigger point class with like all the tools. And for some reason that just kind of like got me in the mindset of like, Oh, this stuff's like super cool. Like all the stretching and mobility work that you can do for your body. And then from there on out, I was just like really big into that. And especially with my back injury, I'm always like trying, trying new things or new techniques or new activation skills that'll help with my back or other injuries that I have. So um, it's just been like a really big part of my life. And I've definitely used like a lot of sources, a lot of PTs, um, all my coaches that I've had have always been pretty good about the warmups and stuff. So I would definitely say it's like a good mixture of both. Well, and then you tie that with your YouTube channel, which is just full of like how to do movements. Yeah. I just started um, doing instructional. <laughs> it, it's almost like you're setting yourself up to be, to have a program. Yeah, others. Yep. that's actually the goal. I'm going to, um, we're in the, we're in the process right now, but like, I think it's always big to, to like, at first prove yourself, right. Instead of just being like, Hey, here's my program, but give out free information to people. Cause I think that speaks louder than just being like, Hey, pay $20 to get my information. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. um, I think it's just like a respect thing. And I think people will respect that more if you're willing to give out a little bit more information at first. So um, that's kind of like what I've been slowly doing the last couple of years. It's just always giving out information and 
hopefully educating people and giving people like new new things to try and um but yeah that's the that's the ultimate goal is you know like your body's not gonna last forever I wish it did you know being able to compete but it's not <laughs> I hope I can do it for a really long time but it's always good to like think about the future and plans that you want to have and financially how you're gonna keep yourself alive and steady so like I never went to college I graduated high school when I was 17 so like I've always just kind of worked and grinded away so this kind of just goes with that well it's definitely worked I mean you're <laughs> I had to learn, I had made a lot of mistakes. Like I started personal training and started my own business at 17 and I was just charging like five, $10 a session. Cause I was just like, I just need to figure this out. Like, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm sorry if I hurt you or make you throw up, but we're going to figure this out together and people would pay $10 and that's kind of how it went from there. But even in high school, I would like, I knew I wanted to be in the fitness industry. So instead of going to school, I would actually go to Lifetime. It was like five minutes away from my house. And I would just go shadow the personal trainers because I knew that's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Oops. Sorry, mom. Just kidding. She knows that. (laughs) 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 Or I'd like go and run. I don't know. I was, I was a bad child. Well, I guess not too bad, but I guess there's worse things you could do, but they were like, I don't want to go to school. I already know what I want to do. And I feel like we just, I wish we had more programs like that, honestly, where we could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Shadowing is a great, it it tells you whether you want to or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the only reason I got a job there um, without like a degree, usually like at lifetime, I think you have to have like some type of degree, but I did not, but I like (laughs) just networked. I networked and I talked my way to everybody and eventually just kind of made my way to the job. But yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. I was, I was a weird child. Well, before we get into like all the CrossFit stuff, there's a couple of questions I want to ask you um, kind of on the side. And that is, when did the Crocs come about? <laughs> um, apparently, it's always been a thing. So I've had a girlfriend. Uh, I went to gymnastics with her when I was like five or six. And I guess when they came back when I was like 18 or 19 or 20 or whatever it was, she like showed me a picture from when I was younger. And she's like, look, in this picture you're wearing Crocs. I was like, Oh, that's hilarious. I didn't even know. (laughs) Um, but I don't know. I don't know what sparked the interest again. I just, I think I just like maybe saw them on an ad or something on social media. And I was like, Oh, I like Crocs. And so I just started getting them and I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot how comfy these are. And then when my girlfriend reminded me of that, I was like, Oh yeah, I did wear them when I was younger. So I don't know. There's not really anything cool about it. I just like wearing them because they're comfy. <laughs> and then you have a you have a painted pair of Nanos, right? That look yeah. like Crocs. Yeah, those are my favorite. They're so dope. I <laughs> wish I wouldn't have done. I've done like rope climbs in them, so I kind of messed them up. But like, they're the best. <laughs> so you <laughs> like need a couple more them. painted that way, so you have more. I know. I know. I need to find somebody else to do it uh, and make me some because. Those are the best. I was trying to make one that had like the white and the pink instead of just both of them being pink. So that's more of my signature, but uh, I got to find somebody to do that. That's awesome. Um, so I also want to ask you about the uh, thousand heroes project mm-hmm. uh, that you're doing with born primitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and you nominated your brother. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's the best. He, uh, 
basic EMT and God, he, he took, it took him so long. So he's actually a firefighter too. And to get a firefighting job in Austin is apparently, it's just, it's really, really hard. And he tried for like five or six years and then he finally got on, but God, he tried so hard for so long. I didn't think it was going to take him that long, but I didn't even think he was going to last that long looking for a job for six years, but he did, Then he loves it. And that was a program to honor uh, all of our first responders, mm-hmm. right, with, with uh, COVID-19 and, mm-hmm. and, and, and making the sacrifice. And that was done by Born Primitive, which is one of your sponsors. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. They always give back a lot to a lot of the communities and stuff. And I know they do a lot for, like, the police and firefighters as well. So they're always giving back, which I like about that company. Um, and so I know that like to relax, uh, you do journaling and, um, uh, reading. Sorry, are you reading anything really good right now? Um, right now I kind of took a break cause I was working actually on programming, <laughs> but, um, I started like laws of human nature. That's a pretty good one. The one before that was more, what did I read before that? I think it was more of like a tribe. Oh yeah. Tribe of mentors was really good. Sorry. My boyfriend just chimed in. (laughs) He's like tribe of mentors. Uh, Tim Ferriss is always a good one. Uh, And then I got the tools of Titans, which is, it's pretty similar to tribe of mentors, but um, it's a good one. And then, but right now it's more just journaling and reading the Bible in the mornings. That's usually how I kind of start my day. So so faith is important to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Very That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We grew up, like I grew up in the church. Um, my whole family did. And then like during high school years, uh, my mom just kind of let us choose if we wanted to go to church or not. And so all of us kids were like, no, we're not going. <laughs> and so for a while it, it wasn't a big part of my life, but uh, I've always been drawn to it and I always kind of go back to it. Um, and I started kind of dialing down on it last year um, and like journaling more. And it's been like a huge help for me mentally. Um, I think that's one thing that I was kind of like a missing piece that kind of, honestly, it probably helped me a lot at the games and competing in Argentina last year. I felt just more grounded and focusing on myself and not what other people were doing around me. So it was, it was really helpful for me. Yeah, I was I was spiraling out of control um, mentally a couple of years ago, and I decided I was going to read the whole Bible in a year, oh, wow. and uh, and so I did that, and it really it just centers you again. Yeah, and so I try to keep doing that every year. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like just my little time to myself, and yeah, there's there's just like so much in there, and then I feel like when you read it again or a diff- or the same passage again, like you just get different depending on where your headspace is, different oh, yeah. ideas from it, if that makes sense. Because I know I've read like a couple passages over and over again, and I feel like I get something new from it every single time. But yeah. yeah, yeah it, it's uncanny how that works too. It's like it morphs to what you need in that moment. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, life's hard and we're not perfect, but it kind of just helps you like, when you have something like that or faith, it kind of just helps you stay more grounded and I think just feel like more secure 
and just more at ease with everything. So that's definitely one thing that I found, like bringing it back into my life. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is, this is right. This is definitely right for me. That's awesome. I, I love how you said it helped you at the games last year. That, that That's oh, yeah. cool. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. I think it, it was a game changer for me for sure. Yeah. So I, another thing that grounds you is coffee. <laughs> I love coffee. <laughs> I, I'm gonna put it this way. I like more creamers than coffee. It's so bad. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> like it's like three fourths creamer, one fourth coffee. Yep. So, so what is your favorite coffee drink? Oh God. Uh, well, I usually make it at home because I'm like super picky about what I what I like. Um, but there's like a couple different things that I put in it, but they're all so I can't do like any real cow products because it just messes up my stomach, just like everybody else in the world right now. Um, so I have like an almond based or coconut based creamer and then like an almond based vanilla milk and then a, an almond based like espresso coffee. <laughs> and then they're all cold, bro. They're all cold. And then I have this whole process. Like I put that in the microwave, heat it up cause you got to have warm creamer. Right. And then you put it in with your hot coffee. So it's just like this whole like mixture that probably is not good for you whatsoever, but that's okay. <laughs> It could be worse, I guess. I so I, I love the almond creamer. Like that is, when mm-hmm. I switched to that, like it was a game changer for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Have you tried uh, the oat? I have not. Not good. Not good. Not good. <laughs> I tried it and I was I'll like. scratch that off the list. <laughs> I tried it and I was like, I was so excited and I was like, this is going to be so good. And then I tried it and I was like, nah, this is gross. <laughs> Yeah, we just we just tried a new coffee this week uh, called Stumptown. Oh, and the only reason I bought it is I watched the show on ABC called Stumptown. Okay, it it has nothing to do with the show. (laughs) It's just (laughs) from the same town, or yeah, it's it's a suburb of Portland. Okay, so that's where it came from. But it had these like chocolate notes, and uh, it's kind of nutty, and it was so good. Like I. I can't keep that in house. I'll, I'll drink coffee all day. I know. I have to limit myself. I've gone up to like two cups a day, which is probably not good. Um, I usually try to just do one, but I don't know why. I think the quarantine just got me all messed up. I'm like, <laughs> more time at home now. Haha, ha. I'll just do two cups. Um, but yeah, I have to like sometimes, because of all the stomach issues that I gave myself during uh, like the bodybuilding time, I have to do like elimination diets, which are not fun. These are terrible. Where you just like take out everything known to man and then you just eat food. Uh, they get better every time I do it, but taking the caffeine out definitely sucks. Are you getting answers at least? Are you, are you learning yeah, stuff yeah. from those? Yeah, mine good. is just like, I think I just put myself in this hole and now it's just, it's climbing out. And I had a dietitian for a while and she helped me, but it's like, there's no magical fix for like stomach lining issues. You just kind of have to, eventually it'll, it'll heal yourself uh, or it'll heal, but it's going to take a long time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I did like a lot of years of just doing damage to my stomach. So now it's just climbing, climbing out of that hole, but I've definitely felt, feel a lot better than I did a couple of years ago. So yeah, we're on the men's, but it's going to take a little bit more time. <laughs> So do you do anything else to relax? Um, I like taking, honestly, taking Bellon walks is like one of my favorite things to do. I know it sounds lame, but, (laughs) 
I like being outside. I'm not, I have a really hard time like sitting still and like just sitting on the couch and watching TV. I'll do that at night, but like I have to, I got to burn through some energy. So you know how dogs have zoomies? Well, Bethany has zoomies too. So if she doesn't work out for a day, she's got to get her zoomies out somehow. So if we're just sitting on the couch, it's, it's madness. <laughs> I'll be like shaking things and like jumping on the couch for like five or 10 minutes. And then I'm like, all right, I feel better now. Right. And then I have to apologize because I'm like, I'm sorry I didn't work out today. That's the issue. That's great. But, yeah. My relaxation is like moving, unfortunately. <laughs> So at the end of the night, when you do sit down to watch TV, do you watch shows or do you watch? Yeah, we watch, um, we've been watching House of Cards. It's actually pretty good. Started The Office. Uh, I feel like that's a show, though, that you got to be in a mood for. So like sometimes it's good to watch. Sometimes I'm like, I want something a little more serious. And then we started watching The, the Last Dance. Oh, Michael yeah. Gordon. It's pretty good. Great. Yeah. I like documentaries. I'd rather watch a documentary than anything else, but it's hard to find like really good ones. So yeah, or, like, those are either down. you love them or you hate them. Yeah. I like reality. Did you happen? Maybe. Oh, sorry. No, you go. Go ahead. Uh, I was not in the sense of like actual reality, like keeping up with the Kardashians, but like documentary realities where it's like, Hey, this like football players or something, or I don't know, whatever, whatever sports shows you can find that kind of show you like a more in-depth of their personalities and stuff like that kind of did stuff. you did you happen to catch athlete a oh yeah 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 i watched that yeah what, what were your thoughts about it well like growing up like when we were like seven to nine we would go to the corollis camp that camp Ooh. Like, too so okay. like, never like we weren't at that high elite level quite yet so we were just going there for camps because that's what all gymnasts would do um, during that time. So like we never had interaction with like the doctors or anything, but it's just crazy to just like have been there a couple of years and knowing that like stuff went on. So yeah, I don't know, maybe I got saved from, cause that was definitely my goal to like go to elite. I think every gymnast uh, goal was always to be in the Olympics, but you know, maybe God had different plans for me, obviously. So my back went out on me during that time when I was kind of transitioning more into the elite level. So I don't know. Yeah, that's, well, that's a good point. Yeah. And because you're in Austin, have you seen the Lance Armstrong documentary? Oh, the one I, you know, I've watched parts of it, but not the whole thing. Yeah. I can't really comment too much on it. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> It's really good if you watch it start to finish, um, but it's long. I think what four hours or something. Four hours? Oh yeah. dang! Yeah, it I was think a Bethany two. Would last it was hours. a two no, part. It was a two part. It, it was done the week after Last Dance aired. Oh, okay. Like ESPN put them on as a co in a couple weeks, so you'd watch episode one, episode two. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's more. That's more doable for me. Yeah. <laughs> An hour's pushing it. An hour's pushing it. I'm like get up real quick yeah but it's 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 really good and it's it, it poses a great question because here's a guy who who did something he shouldn't have done but he's done so many great things for like cancer research mm -hmm. so where do you put him in the in the pot is it yeah yeah, yeah you know? like a hard you're like mm. yeah <laughs> yeah I'll have to, all right i'm gonna change gears a little bit um tell me about your first tattoo oh god 
<laughs> you remember it's actually, your first it's actually a good one yeah so i have it on my back it looks like the breaking Benjamin symbol. A lot of people think it's that, but it's it's four B's intertwined for my siblings' names because we all start with the letter B. So it's Brendan, oh. Brittany, Benjamin, Bethany. Okay. Um, I did okay. I did okay on that one. But the way I got it was probably not okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I was Let's like seven, I was 17, still in, in high school, finishing up high school. And I knew like a girl that was like an acquaintance and she had gotten a tattoo and I was like, where'd you get that from? And I was kind of going to like that rebellious stage. And she's like, Oh, well, I got it at a, in a garage. And I was like, I'm sold, sold. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I ended up going and, um, yeah, everything was fine. We we're safe. Everything was good. But, uh, yeah, I ended up with a, with a tattoo at 17. He actually did a pretty good job on it for being in a garage and, and everything, but you know, <laughs> Do you have, um, and I know you've got like some sleeve action happening. Do you have any cover-ups? Anything that you covered up? Uh, yeah, so I have one on my side that, <laughs> I don't know why. I got so many tattoos when I was 18. I was so stupid. Uh, it says try for like triathlons and it had like a little bicycle man. I did like four, four triathlons. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm burnt out. I don't want to do these anymore. And somehow during those four, I got a triathlon tattoo. I don't know how. And passionate uh, about it. That's okay. <laughs> all in yeah I know and I covered it up with uh, a sunflower for my mom because she really likes sunflowers so it still needs to be touched up because you can still see the bicycle man underneath the flower but (laughs) yeah it's a I was like I I, could have been worse though I mean I could have kept that one I did yeah yeah there you go (laughs) but how how about your latest tattoo um, I'm I'm deep in tattoos I got so there's three hearts Mm-hmm. for uh, my mom and my sister. So That's my mom nice. actually has never gotten a tattoo before. And we went on a girl's trip. When was that last year? And she decided she was like, I oh, and she got one. Yeah. So me, my sister, my mom, all three have the same tattoo. They okay. have them on their wrists, but my wrists are covered up or one of my wrists is covered up. So I was like, well, I'll just put it on my elbow. <laughs> Love it. Which one's the most important to you? Um, well, you know, I got Bella, so. Oh, I love it. Always the best one. I would, I mean, I've had other dogs before, but for some reason she's just, yeah, I feel like everyone just has that one dog or pet that's like super special to them. And she happens to be that one for me. I don't know if I'll ever find a dog like her, honestly, ever again. She's just so, she's so cool. She's so relaxed and laid back. So decided to get her on me and. I would say that's the most meaningful one or the, the B one. If I don't say that one, my siblings might kill me. So, but actually <laughs> one of my brothers doesn't have it. So we still have to get him to get it. He's like, I'm never getting a tattoo. I'm like, you have, you have to get it. Like <laughs> we all have all three, it. <laughs> all three of us have it. So the fourth one has to get it. So eventually we'll maybe convince him to get it. So moving it back into like a little more sports thing. Um, I was looking over your CrossFit career. Mm-hmm. And all of the events that you have excelled at um, are like those outdoor outdoor events, right? Swim paddle, uh, the crit race on the bike, uh, the obstacle course. And it's no shock after you told us what your, your history in athletics is. Yeah. Um, Do you just love being outside? Yeah. Yeah, I'm really big on being outside. So anything that can get me out there, I'm game. 
that's how, I mean, that's how we grew up though. Like, I feel like we were the last generation that really played outside in the nineties and like, I loved being outside my whole family did all the time. So I don't so know even, part of it. Even in 2017 when it snowed in Wisconsin in August. God, yeah. I was the only person <laughs> in shorts and a tank top. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, it'll for sure get warmer. It'll for sure get warmer. And then it was like, nope, not getting warmer. Okay. All right. So, well, so well, I volunteered and worked that event and oh, watching you guys like jumping and trying to stay warm. And <laughs> yeah, that one, uh, that one sucks so bad because I wasn't wearing gloves the entire time. And then I, ended up putting on gloves for like the last time we went, which I don't know what I was thinking. My hands were freezing. I was just like, ah, but the gloves I was wearing were like not very sticky. So when I got onto the ropes, I just went and I was like, oh man. Instant. And, and you were killing that event. Yeah. yeah In that, that cold. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to honestly, like we were, we were trying out the, the obstacle the day before and I could not get past the log, the like rope swing that we had to swing to the log. And I was like, Jesus. I was like, this is going to be terrible. And I was just like thinking about that, like all night long. And I was like, this is going to be terrible. But somehow I pulled that out <laughs> on my butt. <laughs> that was fun though. Well, and 17 was your rookie year and you, you did well at regionals and made it all the way to the games. And you know, you, you finished well in a lot of events. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I could have done better. I didn't really take it that seriously uh, leading up to the summer of the games, but um, yeah, I was I was pretty happy with how I did. I think it was hard for me though to see how good the girls were. I think that was hard for me because I went from basically before that because that was my first year going to regionals too, um, just doing like local competitions. And then I well, went. You, to, you did win Wadapalooza. Yeah. What well, was <laughs> RX? <laughs> uh, but um, that was like my first, that was actually my first major competition, like three day competition that I'd ever done. And after that day on Sunday, I think I was like, I want to quit CrossFit. This is so hard. <laughs> Doing three days of competing is just like brutal to your body. Uh, obviously, I got over that. But um, yeah, I think just, just seeing like, the things that you're really good at, those girls are 10 times better than you. And it was just like, oh crap. Like if I want to be successful, I'm going to have to take this really seriously. So that's kind of what happened after that year. So you, so you came back in 18. Mm -hmm. um, and what was that year like? Um, that was a good year. So like my goal that year was to be like top 15. And so I ended up in 16th place. I knew that like the weightlifting or the strength events were still not going to be into my favor because it's just, I don't know, strength training just takes forever to really gain anything from it. And you have to be really consistent with it. So I knew like I was on the right path, but it was just going to, it's going to take a while for me to get to the point where I feel like more confident. And so, but I knew I was taking a little bit more seriously and like dialing in on my nutrition and stuff. And so I felt way better going into that year than I did the year before. And then you come back for 19, which yeah. was kind of a mess. It was a messed up year to, anyway, yeah. with everything going on at CrossFit. Mm -hmm. You get to the games, 
there's 4 billion people that have <laughs> qualified. Yeah. And you, you open it up with a fourth place finish in first cut, I think. Um, oh, on that one event and the first event. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't think I got fourth. I think it was maybe like, I don't know. I have no idea. Actually. I'd have to look back on that. <laughs> I, got I think I looked it up and you there took you go, fourth. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Good job, girl. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> I was working a lot on rope lines, so that's for sure. God, those ropes are terrible there. But yeah, it was such an interesting year because, you know, I did Dubai that past winter, not knowing anything that was going on with, because the rule book wasn't out at that time. And I was just like, I just want to do Dubai because when's the next chance I'm going to be able to compete in Dubai, you know? Yeah. So I just kind of did it for the fun of it. And it was like a group of us that went. Um, and then not knowing that soon after my back was going to go completely out on me and I was going to be screwed for the open and like not have another chance to basically compete because of how my body was feeling. So, and then coming back to that, like, oh God, I'm actually going to go to the games. Okay. This is awesome. <laughs> Cause I did not do well in the open. I think on the first event I got like a thousandth place or something. I was like, well, there's no coming back from that. <laughs> and so, I couldn't redo the workout cause my back was just so, oh, was, I was in so much pain. I was just like, well, it's one and done it is what it is. So at the games, there's all these cuts and oh, you yeah. keep, you keep making the cut. Yeah. So what's going through your head as all this is happening and some pretty big names are getting kind of booted to the side and, mm -hmm. and you're still alive. Yeah. I honestly, at that point I was like, uh, for sure I'm getting cut this round. Like anytime we went to the stands to do the cuts or the bleachers, I was like, cause I didn't, I don't really look at the leaderboard, but just how I felt during each event, because let me tell you, I felt real out of shape. I did not feel good about what was going on. Um, well, you're so, out of shape was uh, pretty, pretty damn good. <laughs> yep. I don't know what happened, but I felt like I had so much more to give last year that I just wasn't able to give because of, you know, how my body was reacting and feeling last year. Um, but yeah, like every time we went to the bleachers, I was like, for sure getting cut, for sure. And we went down to like from 20 to 10 and I was like, oh yeah, for sure getting cut. And somehow, I don't know, felt like I kind of got, like I said at the beginning, kind of like lucky in the sense and i hate so, using that word but because people are like so when you don't expect to make it and you do make it and you see other people maybe who you think deserve to make it for whatever reason right and they don't like how does that make you feel how do you how do you how do you like carry oh. on the rest of the day like with your um well in a it's kind of two ways. Like I feel really, really bad because honestly I felt like maybe we should have kept the top 20 throughout the whole weekend. Uh, just because like there's, there's money involved from top 20 to, to first place. So in that sense, I was like, man, I feel like I'm doing these workouts throughout the whole weekend and looking at the girls that got cut probably get crushed in some of these workouts. Like, let's be honest, the one rep max clean was not my good event. <laughs> like as me, Carrie and Haley, we, we knew that we were going to have trouble with the first lift and we're like, man, are we really deserving to be here? Um, and so that was, I think that was like the hard part. I, I think the only thing that kind of helped us during that part was when we went from top 20 to top 10, Dave Kasher kind of came out and was like, okay, now that we have the fittest, let's test strength. So like, 
kind of made me feel better in that sense of, okay, well, like I'm meant to be here because I just earned my way with all the events, you know, right. but at the same time, I can't help but look at some of the events and be like, if there was 20 of us or even 30 of us, I would definitely not be in eighth place by the end of the, the weekend, you know, because if you look at some of the workouts, there's a gap, right? So I remember when we were in the big stadium doing like the pegboard workout is like pegboard double unders and like dumbbell split snatch or whatever. There's, mm -hmm. there's a group that finished really fast. And then there's a group that finished a little bit slower, you know? So like, there's like this gap. Um, so just thinking about those kind of workouts, I'm like, man, I don't know if I would have done as well as I did not going down to the top 10, but then at the, and the other side of it, it's like, well, I literally have nothing to lose. <laughs> I'm like the last, right. the, the lowest place I can get right now is 10th place. So it kind of helped me relax for the rest of the weekend. So it was like bittersweet. You well, know, and, like, yeah. and truly at the end of the day, they lined up the events. You did your best in those events and you were in the top 10. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a game. You played the game and you made it right. So yeah. no, no one can take it away from you. Yeah. That's true. And so as a professional athlete, you know, you're, you're trying to win prize money to support mm -hmm. yourself so you can be a professional athlete. How did it feel when you're in that top 10, knowing you're guaranteed at least top 10 money? Yeah, that, that was nice. <laughs> I'm like, you know, money's not everything, but it's like, it's nice to know that, you know, with, especially with the year that I had, and just how much frustration that I went through. I was like, God, all this, all the hard work that I could put in isn't going to waste, you know? So it kind of just really, it, it was kind of like a relief. I was like, I'll get 10th place. I don't care. You know, like I was <laughs> happy to be there in the top 10 at that point. So yeah, I was just really, I felt honored, just like really happy at that point. I was just like, okay, like relax, try to enjoy the rest of the weekend. Maybe it's not going to go the way that you want it to, or you know that you're not in the shape that you want to be, but you made it. So just try to embrace it. Yeah. Anything, anything special you treated yourself with after, after that, with the prize money or with some, you know, a piece of the prize money, you splurge on anything? Oh, well, I moved into a new apartment. So I just okay. got like, I got a new couch and like <laughs> old people stuff. I got a new couch and a dresser <laughs> and a bed frame. Perfect. <laughs> And a case oh, of heavy. coffee creamer. Oh, yeah. And all the coffee creamer <laughs> in the world. I think I ended up getting like a, an espresso machine too. So that's always good. Can't go wrong with that. But yeah, so, I, got, I got a new couch. Like I was just happy to like get new furniture because I don't have, I didn't have any furniture that was my own before. So to get all new furniture that's like nice that I can keep for, you know, five, 10 years. I was like, ah, yeah, grown up stuff. Grown yeah, up stuff. I was like, I'm happy. <laughs> So if you could, based on sort of how you're feeling now with your body and everything else, if you could sort of plan out the season for next year, I know no one asked you, but we're going to ask you, Yeah. what, what do you, what would that look like for you? What would be sort of ideal, your ideal situation? Um, honestly, I would like to keep it the way it has been going for me the last couple of years, even though I didn't really plan it out that way. I like almost doing a competition sometime in like the fall winter timeframe and like hopefully securing a spot if we keep the way that we're doing it like sanctional events and stuff I don't even know what's going on with that but if we're doing sanctional events again I wouldn't mind doing one at like the end of this year because hopefully by that time you know I'll be more 
I'll be more at a peak at that time than I will in September for the games. So it could mm-hmm. benefit me in that, in that way. Um, and then from there, I mean, the last two years, I've always planned to do another competition in like May timeframe to kind of set it up as like a regionals. Um, but <laughs> that has not worked out for my body. So I'll honestly, I have to play it by ear for the, for the beginning of next year and to see how my body feels, but I wouldn't mind doing one again sometime in like December or November timeframe. Okay. Well, who knows? It may delay the games till December and you can do that. <laughs> I know. That would, then I would be like, thank you. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be awesome. <laughs> so it worked out well, that way. Well, I saw a quote somewhere that said that you just want to be remembered as someone who just smiled through everything. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell you, um, when I worked the 17 games, no matter where I saw you, your smile was big and bright. <laughs> and uh, it was really cool to see that uh, on your face. Oh, good. And, yeah. and I just want to thank you so much for, for spending some time with us. Uh, this has been a blast for me. Um, uh, I've always, uh, because that was your rookie year and that's where I kind of, first went to Madison myself and uh, got, got involved. I've been following your career and it's been, it's been a fun watch uh, seeing you you. develop over the years. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, kind of like I said in the middle of this podcast, like you would love to be a professional athlete your entire life, but your body's got a limit. So like that stuff goes away very quickly. And I want to be remembered for, like always having a good heart and being nice to people and reaching out. Like that's one of my favorite things to do at competitions, especially this past year. Cause there's so many more um, athletes there. It's just like reaching out to new people and like meeting new people and, and showing, I don't know. I felt like the first couple years I was there, um, there wasn't like a lot of nice people. Um, I think it was mainly from, from not just, I wasn't really in the CrossFit scene before because I went straight from my first year at regionals to going to the game. So I really was like, I don't know. I'm still not really in the CrossFit world. I just kind of, I like competing and working out. So um, that's like always been a huge thing for me is every year I get to go. It's just like getting to meet new people and like making new contacts and, and sharing the fun of it. So I always just want to be remembered in that stuff than how I do on the competition floor. Yeah. Well, I, and I love watching what you're doing to prepare for your life after sport. Um, yeah, awesome. It's it's really cool watching you develop these pieces. Um, and I hope that you have the most success in all of that. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. I hope, I hope so. I'm, I'm hoping like all these puzzle pieces, just like, you know, what I did before CrossFit kind of was like the puzzle pieces for CrossFit. I'm hoping like I'm getting puzzle pieces now for post CrossFit, whenever that is. Well, thank you. Thank you again. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, this was a fun hour. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> Try to make it more fun than just like serious. No one wants serious talk all the time. So <laughs> yeah. I keep it fun. All right. Well, we'll let you go, Bethany. Thank you so much. And yeah, good luck on this season. Thank you. Um, thank good you. luck on the back. Hopefully yeah. it comes back full, full go. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's plan on having you back. Right? Yeah, when, yeah, absolutely. When we're to, getting in the swing of the season yeah. and to promote anything else you got going on, we'd love to have you on again. Yeah, thank you. Love awesome. Well, good luck. All we'll right. talk to you thank soon. You. Bye, guys. Have a great day. Bye.
Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube, as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use, and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.